you are probably setting the bar way too low in your financial life. I want to say that there's most likely one word missing from your financial portfolio, and it's probably the word extra. You might not have any. And I want to talk to you today about how to raise your standard of living. Hey, my name is Gabe Kolstad. Thanks for joining me here for this little midweek motivation episode of the Westside Podcast. I'm with Westside Community Church, and we're in a series that we're teaching through on our weekends about how to be at your best. We happen to have just finished up a financial message on Sunday, and I want to follow up with some ideas about how and why it's okay to have extra and how you could raise your standard of living. Now, uh, when I was young, I had some experiences. I'm going to tell you about those in just a minute, but I want to read a a scripture verse that kind of might shock you, a passage of scripture from the Old Testament of the Bible. It's from Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20, and it says, the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. And I just think it's interesting to look at that and go, the wise have wealth and luxury. Isn't wealth and luxury like money? And isn't money the root of all evil? Well, that's actually a myth. The Bible never said that money was the root of all evil. The Bible said that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And we know that's true. And so sometimes I think we got to back up and go, wait a minute, what have I been thinking about money? Where's my bar set and how's this work? Now, I told you I'd tell you a little bit about my own you know, experience with money as a kid. I grew up in a very loving family, loving home, and uh, also probably a little on the poor side. I mean, that's just the truth. We had some experience with poverty as kids. And I grew up with a very specific mentality about poverty. And as, it, as I found out as an adult, what it really relates to, it's kind of like your thermostat on the wall in your house, where you might walk up to that thing and, and be like, ooh, it's chilly in here. You're going to turn it up from 67 degrees to 70 or 72 degrees, depending on how warm you like it. But you know, you're able to take that dial, and you're probably using an app on your phone like I am, but you're able to take that dial and turn it up so that the whole house gets warmer. And in many ways, that's what we need to do with the way that we think about finances, because we might have unintentionally set that thing too low. As a kid, just looking around my circumstances, you know, I, I saw that my great-grandparents struggled with finances, my grandparents struggled with fi- finances, my parents struggled with finances, so I was probably going to struggle with finances. And it wasn't until I had an experience where I went through a season of learning some new things, you know, some new things from the Bible, some new things from some financial literacy uh material that I was going through. And I discovered that I had believed two lies as a kid. One was that poverty is hereditary. And uh, nobody taught me this. Not like my parents sat sat me down and said, hey, son, you're always going to struggle with money. But I just kind of, that's what my interpretation of things was. Poverty is hereditary. They were, you know, struggling. I'm going to be struggling. And that's where I set my thermostat. The other lie that I had believed was that poverty is spiritual as though it's better to be poor than it is to be rich. It's more spiritual, it's more Christ-like, it's more, you know, Jesus would be happier if I was poor than if I was rich. Because somehow, in my mind, I equated wealth and luxury with bad or misuse or abuse, or maybe it was just so unfamiliar that I was uncomfortable with it. So I'd set my thermostat pretty low. And as an adult, I've had to, you know, gradually, half a degree at a time sometimes, turn that up to raise my standard of living, which I think is very, very godly and very God-given. And I don't think the Bible would say the wise have wealth and luxury if it didn't mean that the wise have wealth and luxury, that just because uh, you have extra doesn't mean 
that you're doing something that God wouldn't like. In fact, it might be the exact opposite. And I want to talk a little bit about that uh, moving toward you know, a better mentality, raise your standard of living. Because here's what's going to happen if we don't do that. Maybe you're like me and you kind of have struggled in this area, or maybe, you know, you've, you you were doing great for a while, now you've lost some things in this last season, so you're trying to get back on your feet. Here's what's going to happen if we don't figure out how to raise our standard of living is not only is are the people that depend on us and that, you know, we love going to suffer from maybe from lack of resources, maybe from lack of the right thinking, of inspiration, you know, of even the ability to make memories together and, you know, enjoy life in the way that we all want to. But the bigger picture, I think, is this, is that I'm a big believer that God wants you and me. He has very specific designs on our time and very specific purpose for our lives. And he's setting that up right now. You know, it's almost like he's got somebody out there moving toward a place where you're going to intersect with them. And he's working, he wants you to be instrumental in helping that person. And so he's bringing them along to this place where you can intersect because you're going to be instrumental in helping them. But if we don't move to the place that we're supposed to be, we're going to miss out. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to stall out on that journey. And they might be sitting there waiting for us at that place and we don't show up. And I want to, I want to help you to get moving again in this place of financial abundance, this place of financial stewardship, of financial responsibility, and of really enjoying life, being at your best financially this year. I think we can get there. And so I want to give you just a few ways that you can turn up the heat in your financial mind life philosophy. Number one is to reboot your thermostat, literally. Got to reboot that thing sometimes. And that means you got to have new ideas. I would say it's the truth. You got to get the truth inside of you. Jesus said, the truth will set you free. And, you know, sometimes, again, maybe you like me, you, you bought into some things that nobody told you to believe, but you just did. You made these things up or you, it was your interpretation of reality. Or maybe somebody did tell you some stuff that wasn't right. And you've got to undo those things, unlearn some things, and re and you know, put the truth inside. In a way, if you do that, you might even unknowingly be practicing something that the Bible calls repentance, which is when we take a lie out and we replace it with truth, and that guides us to a much better place. A couple of ways that I've done that is little books, like this little one called Fields of Gold by Andy Stanley. Great little read that is a financial philosophy book, and it talks about money and God's design on money and how God doesn't will us all to be poor, but there's wonderful things in store. There's another one that I love called The Treasure Principle by Randy Alcorn, which to me is a masterpiece. It's such a wonderfully written, small, easy read. But these are kinds of ways that you can go, man, I'm going to really instill in my mind the truth so I can reboot my thermostat. You might get around other people who are succeeding in this area. I mean, when's the last time you sat down with somebody who had a lot of extra, was doing really well, you admired the way that they were using it. You know, the Bible says, use your extra to do good. So when's the last time you got to sit down and interview somebody or hang out with them or ask them to lunch so you could pay for their lunch and you can ask them questions so that you can become more like them in the way that uh, they use their finances. But there's ways we can reboot. It's always going to be about exposing yourself to the truth, replacing a lie with the truth, and just getting that reset. Once you've done that, number two is set some new financial goals. Um, I mean, I think goals are really important. I know not everybody is driven as much maybe as I personally am or people like me to get them. But goals move you toward something better. And I think you can set new financial goals in a few areas. One is in how much you earn. You know, what's wrong with that? 
What if you were to say, look, I mean, this year, I wanna, I wanna earn 20% more money than I did last year. Is that okay? Uh, I mean, we know that the cost of living has gone up. Uh, has our standard of living gone up to meet that cost of living? Uh, I mean, because that's important that we we got to have an earning that is sufficient. And sometimes you're in a situation where you, you know, like myself, I work for primarily, I work for a church and I don't want to be a burden on my organization. We're like, hey, I need more money, you know? And so personally, I have multiple streams of income. My wife and I started a little investment opportunity a few years ago, and that's one way that we earn some of our, you know, money that that helps us with our expenses. We I also do some consulting on the side with another outside group that gives me an opportunity to earn a little bit of extra. Sometimes those things are what fund our fun. And uh, it's the extras, you know, where my primary income comes from the ministry that I serve with most of my time. Um, and that takes care of our family expenses. And then anything extra we do is often funded by those outside things. But have you thought about how much you would need to earn this year to be at your best? You know, it's got to be something, you don't want to go like, oh, 50 times more than I've ever earned in an entire year. That'd be unrealistic. And you got to have a plan for it, right? But 20%, 25%, you might be able to actually get that done. And especially if you team up with those in your household, but set some new financial goals. How about this? A giving goal. What percentage of your income would you like to give away? Now, I would encourage you to set this and 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 move toward it. You know, like, hey, for for you, it might be like, hey, I'm gonna give 10%. I'm gonna do that thing that the Bible talks about, tithing. And I'm just gonna give that. And it's gonna be set, and we're gonna do that. And we're gonna live on less, but we've got these earning goals. We've got a giving goal. You know, for you, you might go like, I already have a giving pattern maybe with my church, but I also wanna have some money. One of my mentors, Pastor Ken, has what he calls God money on top of what he gives to the ministry that he funds with his personal generosity. But, you know, he, he also has this thing called God money that him and his wife do, where they just have this little bit of extra that they put a little bit in every, every time they get paid, and then they just kind of wait for an opportunity to do good to somebody out there. What a beautiful idea. What a beautiful way to live. You know, but have you got some giving goals? Because at the end of the day, it's the contribution of your life that makes the biggest difference. So set some earning goals, set some giving goals, have a talk about that. You know, who do, how do you want to be known in this world? As a taker or a giver, I know we're all going to say, I want to be known as a giver, but you got to start somewhere and might as well do it now and get moving toward it. And then set some savings goals, some, some earning goals, some giving goals, and some savings goals. How much money would you like to have saved? You know, do you have an emergency fund? That's a great place to start. Dave Ramsey's baby steps include, like, have some cash that you could go to if something breaks or somebody gets hurt or something like that. Now, I know that they used to say how much money you should have. And, you know, recently in in our recent times, you know, that number has gone up. Like, maybe we should have a little more emergency fund than we used to have because we've learned here recently that things can be very unpredictable. But at any rate, you've got to have a pattern and it helps that you just go, okay, so we got a goal to save and we're just gonna we're just gonna start. It's gonna be like, who knows, 10 bucks a week we're gonna put into the savings so that we have a way of getting to having an emergency fund. Once you're at an emergency fund, you can say, all right, now what are some long-term savings things we could do? You might need to go reach out to a financial advisor. You know, you might have an idea about investing in something. Uh, my family does a little bit of real estate investing. That's one of our extra things. And it's not much because we don't have a ton of, you know, millions of dollars to play with or anything, but it's been great for us because it's something that has grown consistently 
and it's offered us a little bit of security outside of uh, what we've done in other areas. And so earning goals, giving goals, saving goals. And then you can have, you know, once you get those things set, you can just go, okay, we have 100% to work with off the earning. Then what's the giving? What's the saving? What's the living? I mean, what what could you live on? Could Some of you might be living on 100. Here's the problem in America. Most people are living on like 110% of their income. That's bad, right? You can't, that's not sustainable. Could you live on 90%? Could you live on 80%? My family right now is living on about 70% of our income. The rest we give and we save. And that's really important because we want to be able to do that. We want to live that lifestyle. And, uh, you know, you could you could set a percentage goal. We want to live, maybe for you, you go like, okay, let's just at least get it under 100 for this year, and then we'll make progress. But you could raise your standard of living by being intentional. You know, first thing, reboot, right? Reboot your thermostat. Secondly, set some new financial goals. Third, perform an audit. Uh, our friends Jake and Haley recently did this, and they went through their checking account, and they just looked, hey, what have we spent, you know, on what? And uh, I recommend doing this on a pretty regular basis, but you're going to audit your expenses. There's great apps like mint.com where you can, you know, have that connect to your accounts and it will just run a little pie chart for you. You'll be like, whoa, we spent this much on entertainment and food. We spent this much on gas. We spent this much over here, you know, and you can start to get a pretty good read on where things are going. That's really important to know where are things going. Um, But then, you know, as you do that audit, have ways to go uh, make some decisions about what you're going to change right away. Uh, you know, could you eliminate an expense? Uh, I remember not long ago, we, uh, you know, we just looked at the number of subscriptions that we had for entertainment things and little things like Apple Music and Netflix and Hulu. You know, and there's all these things, right? And so we had to make a decision about what are we going to chop? How are we going to consolidate? What could we do to save? Because those things add up and we don't want to just be surprised by how much money we're spending in those areas. We want to be very intentional. In other words, we want to be in charge of those things rather than the other way around. Here's the fourth thing that I want you to to think about, and that is to consider a side hustle. If you want to raise your standard of living, consider a side hustle. In other words, what would you do if you could to earn a little bit of extra money? Right now, the world is exploding with creativity. You've probably noticed this. You probably know a whole bunch of people who've started a little business or they've started a YouTube channel or they've, you know, gotten into some sort of coaching and they're earning a little bit of extra revenue. Well, that's pretty cool. And when you realize that you might have your full-time job, but you might be able to, in say three, four, five hours a week, do something that actually generates more income and can become a hobby. And and what I know, I admire people who figured out how to turn their hobby into an, another income stream. It's really great. In some ways, I've tried to do that with like some things I do on the side, like consulting or even some of the real estate stuff. It's just fun, you know. It's a way to express energy and creativity, and and it's really great. So if you can figure out what do you love, and you know, is there something you could connect to? Is there somebody you know that's doing this? You could go ask them, and be like, hey, how could I get into something like that? You know, sign me up or show me the ropes. I wanna, I wanna do something like that because even if it's fifty bucks a week or a hundred bucks a week extra, that's extra, and you could guide that money intentionally to pay down debt or to put into savings or you know make some decisions with it. But uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, you can be in better shape at the end of this year than you are in the beginning. This could be your best year ever financially. And I hope that it will help you take just a few of these tips. I want to read you this as we wrap up. The story's told that one day a beggar by the roadside asked for alms from Alexander the Great as he passed by. 
The man was poor and wretched and had no claim on the ruler, no right even to lift a solicitous hand. Yet the emperor threw him several gold coins. Uh, A a bystander was astonished at his generosity and commented, Sir, copper coins would adequately meet a beggar's need. Why give him gold? Alexander responded in royal fashion, Copper coins would suit the beggar's need, but gold coins suit Alexander's giving. I love that. What did he do? He raised his standard right there. He turned that thermostat way up and said, I'm not a copper coin kind of guy, and so I'm not going to give copper coin kind of gifts. And I hope that you'll take time this week to think about how could I raise, how could I turn up the heat in my financial life? Because Jesus said that according to your faith, it will be done to you. And so maybe you could express faith by saying, God, I want to expect more this year than I ever have before and I'm gonna get myself ready for it. Thanks so much for sitting here and uh, joining me for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope it's helpful. Hope you'll share it with a few friends that might be looking for some positive inspiration this week and some tips on how to raise your standard of living. And I hope you'll do two other things. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and share it with someone else. And I hope, secondly, that you'll pop by a Westside service either right here on site at our campus in the Portland, Oregon area or online at westsidecommunitychurch.com. We'd love to see it. We always talk about stuff that's practical and helpful for our daily lives. And so we're looking for you and I hope you have a great week.